I really appreciate the last song that was led. You know, God's grace is a wonderful thing. It's an amazing thing. But I think very many or a lot of people misunderstand what his grace is and what it means. If you would, turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I'm sure that other people besides myself have heard people use these verses to dismiss baptism, saying that baptism isn't a necessary thing. I know I've heard people use these words to dismiss the idea of needing to be obedient, of justifying their continuing to live in sin. They like to say that, no, I'm saved by grace. It's not of works. I, I don't do anything with it. It's just God's grace that saves me, and that's all that is required on my part. And that's not the case. I think many denominational churches today use these two verses to try to prove that sinners are saved entirely by grace without any obe obedience, especially baptism, and I want to look at this verse or these few verses tonight, phrase by phrase, and show that it teaches quite the opposite. God demands our obedience. He demands us to be obedient if we are to be saved. The first words, by grace are you saved, Romans 5 and 8. But God commendeth his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God's grace abounds in the offering of Christ. Grace is the basis upon which salvation is offered, not the basis upon which it is received. God's grace offers us salvation. God's grace was shown to us in sending Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Staying in Romans 5, in verse 15. Because the law worketh wrath, or excuse me, sorry, I went over to chapter 4. Romans chapter 5, verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. Again, it's that grace. that offers us salvation. In Hebrews 2, verse 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Grace brought about this substitutionary atonement. It's God's love and grace towards us that sent Christ to the cross. But that grace demands we be obedient. In Titus chapter 2. Titus 2 verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, 
We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. That same grace that people say saves us and doesn't lead us to obedience does require our obedience. Grace does not teach us to continue in sin. It teaches us we must live soberly and righteously. We must put on the new man and do God's will. That is the opposite of continuing in sin. Turn to Acts chapter 13. Acts 13 and verse 43. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who speaking to them persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. People were taught to continue in God's grace, and that is being obedient to him, to continue to do his will. And turn to Romans chapter 2. Romans chapter 2 verse 4. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? God's grace calls upon us to obey, not disobey. The love that was shown us, the sacrifice that was made, the God's grace calls us to be obedient, to do his will. We have to understand that grace demands obedience. Back to the verses in Ephesians 8 and 9, it's by grace are you saved through faith. We have to have faith. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You know, of the people that believe that they are saved by grace and grace alone, that baptism is not necessary, that they don't have to repent and can continue to live in sin, even those people would tell you that you have to have faith. And we do. We have to have faith in God. But even faith demands obedience. James chapter 2, verse 20. James 2 and 20. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Real biblical faith is completed in obedience. You know, I've, I guess the, the thing I've heard most of my life about people in the church of Christ or what people say about people in the church of Christ is y'all are the ones that think you can work your way to heaven. Y'all think y'all can just do enough, pray enough, go to church enough that y'all can just be good enough to get in. And I've never heard that taught from the pulpit. I've never heard anyone preach that we think that we can do enough and be good enough and do enough works to get into heaven. It's through God's grace, through the sacrifice that was made on the cross for our sins. It's through being obedient and through faith. Real biblical faith demands we be obedient. It is not of ourselves. In Hebrews Chapter 9, verse 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without shedding of blood is, is no remission. 
Blood is essential to cleansing, and it is the blood of Christ, not our own, that is provided for that work. Turn to Colossians chapter 1, verse 14. Colossians 1 and 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. By grace are you saved, through faith, not of yourself. It's not of ourselves, but Christ and the sacrifice he made on the cross for our sin. It is not of our own works. It is not of our own blood. It is his blood and his blood alone. Our salvation is not of ourselves. No person can say that they have cleansed themselves. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 9. Who can say I have made my heart clean? I am pure from my sin. We don't have that ability. Without obedience, without doing God's will, we are not clean. And I think many people today like to think they can decide what they need to do, what they need to think in order to be saved. And that is not the case. It's not of ourselves. And again, touching on the works part, it is not of works. Galatians 2, verse 16. Galatians 2 and 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ... Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Works here in Ephesians, in these verses, indicates the works of the law of Moses. Man cannot be saved by the law of Moses or by works of his own plan. It has to be in according to God's plan. And even so, this concept still demands obedience on our part. Turn to Philippians chapter 3, verse 9. Philippians 3 and verse 9. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ Jesus, the righteousness which is of God by faith. You know, righteousness is obtained not by our own plan, but by faith in God and faith in the plan that he has set forward for us. We do his will. We are obedient. That is how we obtain righteousness. It's not of works of the law or of our own design. It's doing his will. Turn to Romans chapter 10 verse 3. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. Just like back then, today, many people continue to be ignorant of God's righteousness and seek to find their own righteousness. To avoid seeking salvation by our own works, we have to submit ourselves to God's righteousness. We have to obey. Grace is a wonderful thing. Without it, Christ 
wouldn't have come to this earth and died. We would have no hope of salvation. We would be lost. But we don't need to misunderstand God's love as thinking that he accepts all. And is fine with us not being obedient. God demands obedience of us. If we want to be saved by grace, we must obey God. We are called into his grace by obeying his gospel. Turn to 2 Thessalonians 2 and 14. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And turn to Mark 16. Mark 16, verses 15 and 16. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. We're called into his grace by obeying his gospel, by obeying the word. He expects us to share that word with those around us. You know, with Paisley, she took it pretty easy on us. She didn't require just a lot of discipline. She was an easy toddler, no big problems. Little Porter and Clark, they're, uh, they're, they're a little more needy of, of discipline. And they need to learn obedience, to mind, to do what Jill and I say. And as frustrated as I get with them sometimes, <clears throat> I can just imagine God looking down at some of the things I do and thank goodness, I sure wish he could be a little bit more obedient. You know, he wants us to obey. He wants us to do his will. Whenever we access that grace through obeying him and being baptized, we are to walk a new life and be a new person. We are to be obedient and do his will. And just like the song we sang before the lesson says, you know, we are to live our lives for him and no longer for ourselves. That's all I have for this evening. I hope something we've studied has been edifying and beneficial to you. We need to make sure that we do our best on a daily basis to be obedient to our Lord and Savior. He has given us the opportunity to spend our eternity with him in heaven if we do his will. Through his grace, through obeying him in baptism and doing what he would have us to do. We never want to end the services of the church without offering the invitation. We have the wonderful gift of prayer where we can come forward and, and have our brothers and sisters in Christ pray for us to our Heavenly Father on our behalf. And then we have baptism where we can access that grace and begin a new journey. If there be one of either class, we would ask that you would come as we stand and sing.